entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professionals who seek excellence. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show on the Business Builders Media Network. Here's Marty Wolf. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builders Show, which is a production of Business Builders Media. You can get all our shows and podcasts from more great podcasters at businessbuildersmedia.com, where we give entrepreneurs and business leaders the tools they need to have their voices heard. That's businessbuildersmedia.com. My guest today on the Business Builders Show is Howard M. Shore. Hi, Howard. How are you, sir? Awesome. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're thrilled you're here. You've done a few great books. We're going to talk about your latest. I'll do the formal introduction and then we'll get into our discussion. Howard M. Shore, founder and CEO of Activate Group Incorporated, is a best-selling author and serial entrepreneur specializing in liberating C-suite teams from the barriers holding them back personally and professionally. Howard, our focus today is going to be about your latest book, The Leader Launchpad, Five Steps to Fuel Your Business and Lift Your Profits. So, Howard, again, welcome to the show. So tell us what you do at the uh, Activate Group. Well, it all starts with the premise that I know that every leader and every company I meet has the ability to achieve more revenue and profits than those leaders ever imagined and they could do it a lot quicker. So we provide a framework for helping business leaders increase the ease, speed, and confidence in driving rapid, sustainable, and profitable growth. Wow, can't argue with that. That, that sounds good to me. I may sign up. Um, so, so, the, so Howard, um, again, I did read your book. I've read the last couple. And uh, you tell us in the Leader Launchpad, you tell us that most modern-day growth accelerators occur in five distinct areas of your business. And I'll, I'll read those, and then I'm going to ask you to kind of talk about each one of them. Those distinct areas are stewardship, human capital management, strategy, planning, and accountability. So talk to me about stewardship, Howard. So first of all, I want the whole audience to realize this is a business ecosystem you're creating. And each one of those five pillars uh, that he just shared with you are part of that ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So the foundation of any ecosystem, particularly business, is you know, why the organization exists, right? why anybody should care about working for your company, and, and what is it that you're that you're doing that's going to be exciting and, and then uh, basically how do we want everybody to conduct ourselves and we actually call that uh, uh, your cultural system mm -hmm. and then the second part of stewardship is about the leaders that run that system and they have to function very very well and so our goal uh, in in stewardship is to help that leadership team function uh, at its peak performance Hmm. Talking about human capital management. And then that, and it's ironic because I just got off the phone with a business owner today. And actually, this guy's not the owner, but he moved to CEO and he doesn't have 
the right team around them. And human capital management is first to get leaders to think about that people are not resources, they're assets. This is usually mm -hmm. the number one expense that every business owner has when you look at their income statement. And it's the most mismanaged. And it, it starts out with, you know, what is the right structure that I need? Who are those right people to fill the seats? How do I onboard them? And then how do I make sure that I keep my assets strong as long as I can and get my maximum return on my investment? And by the way, folks, we're going to be do, uh, diving a little deeper in, in, in each one of these. Uh, I can't cover the whole book, but we are going to uh, go a little deeper on each one of these. But now talk to me. Give me the overview, Howard, on strategy. So a, a common mistake of most business leaders, and, and honestly, the Japanese uh, influenced a lot of this, where most companies are trying to compete on operational excellence. Mm. And that, that is a game of diminishing returns. Mm. So when you truly have strategy, what you're taking your company to do is you're, you're making specific choices that are different than the competition. So you're creating a unique mix of value to those customers that you want to have so that you're not playing on the same playing field and that the companies that do that well have extraordinary growth. Move on to planning. That sounds pretty interesting and pretty important. So that's one of the accelerators. Talk to me about planning. Yeah. So, you know, and this happens with a lot of organizations. We got big ideas, but we haven't created the plan to actually get there. And mm -hmm. so planning starts all the way from your audacious goal 10 years from now. What is that? What is that huge impact you're going to have in the world? And then planning breaks that down to three years, one year, this quarter, and actually specifically helps everyone in your organization align around how you're going to do that. I hear a lot of talk. I read a lot of articles about accountability. So give me your quick uh, uh, talk on from your book, one of the accelerators under the category of accountability. Yeah, so accountability is this big word that has just a few things that um, help it work and think about that as a system, right? So uh, after I have my plan, I've got to hold people accountable to getting it done. So accountability is about metrics. It's about meetings for communication. It's about making sure that everybody who is supposed to get something done knows what they're supposed to be getting done, aligning that back to the plan and then making sure that it happens. Okay, we're going to go a little deep, but I want to make sure that everybody knows we're listening to Howard M. Shore. He is our guest today. Uh, his website, if I'm correct here, Howard, is activategroupincorporatedinc.com. Is that correct? That is correct. Activategroupinc.com. And he's talking about uh, an ecosystem that he's written a very thorough book about. So you have kind of a roadmap, and, and that's what we're talking about today. And again, the title of the book is The Leader Launchpad, Five Steps to Fuel Your Business and Lift Your Profits. So, Howard, we can't cover them all, so I'm going to pick on a few that I want to talk about, if that's okay. And I'm going to take it by each category. So under stewardship. You talk about replacing poor managers. Sounds like kind of a touchy subject, but under stewardship, you talk about replacing poor managers. Tell me more about that. And, and many times people use the words leader and manager interchangeably. Mm -hmm. And in this particular case, I'd like to say those are the same person. 
And so what happens in organizations is leadership is cause and everything else is effect. Mm. So one of the things that has been proven by actual research, uh, scientific uh, discovery, they've actually seen that when you have the wrong leader in a seat, it can cost you anywhere between six and 25 times whatever you're paying them. Wow. Uh, and, and so it's crucial that we understand what we expect from somebody, and this gets back to accountability, that we're actually getting what we needed when we created a role. So when you create a role in an organization, any management role, there's a mission for that role that if this person does not do what we expect of them, then these outcomes won't happen. And too often when we go into companies, I'm going to say the leaders many times are more of a problem than the, <laughs> the, the army that's in front of them. They yeah. actually fail to unlock the untapped potential of all of those people. And when they do, and, and many times I'll see this in organizations where a, uh, a leader will be kept because they have tremendous institutional knowledge. They, they have a lot of industry experience. They're really bright people. But I'm going to tell everybody who's listening to this, if you are going to bet that one person is going to produce what 10 to 20 other people would produce because of them, you're nuts. All right. The leader has to unlock the potential of those people. Yeah. Yes. Very well said. Very well said. That's one of the hardest things for company owners and or bosses to do, Howard, uh, don't you, have you seen that? You know, they have a poor manager that reports to them. They struggle with that, don't they? Well, listen, whenever, and, and I founded six companies and I've been in everything from startup to 20 billion. One of the biggest problems you have when you have somebody not performing is you got to look in the mirror. I hired wrong. Uh, and, and, and then you've got to be able to separate the fact that there's probably nothing wrong with this person. They're probably great, but I put them in the wrong seat. So oh, it's my responsibility yeah. to make that decision to free. And actually one of my mentors early in my career got really hard on me once because I didn't replace somebody. And he was hard on me because he says, you know, you're hurting not only your company and yourself, but you're really hurting this person because you've set them up in a position where they are not going to succeed. And you have a responsibility to help move them towards where they're going to have fulfillment and achieve their maximum success. Okay. Under Accelerator, Human Capital Management, also in the book, you tell us we should address vacant positions I'm going to repeat that because this people should listen carefully to everything you're saying, but I love this. You tell us you should address vacant positions. Tell me why that's important. I am so glad you picked that one out because out of <laughs> all the areas, that is probably one of the biggest leaks in most business. So I'm going to go back to the guy I was speaking to this morning, and he's got four leadership positions open underneath him. So every day that those four leadership positions are open, he is now wearing four more hats on top of being the head guy. Mm. That, that's, he's going to fail. And so the key to in, in filling the open positions, many times people are like, well, at least I'm saving money. Uh, but, but let's be honest here, folks. You wouldn't have a vacant position unless you needed that person. And 
you would never spend money on people if you didn't expect to get a return on it. So every single day you delay getting that person on board, every day you have a hole, it's actually costing you at least two and a half times their compensation. Yeah, that's a tremendous mistake. Uh, and again, I think especially in these times and we are in the COVID-19 era, 19 era, I guess we'll call it that, uh, the whole idea of saving money, but they could be really missing the boat, don't you think, Howard? Well, and, and they're missing it in a couple of different ways, because when they fill those positions, those people help go out and get customers. Those mm -hmm. people help make you more profitable. And when we don't have them, and, and you're seeing this a lot right now, is the first places people cut are like marketing, and, mm -hmm. and then they do stupid things, like they, they cut positions that interface with the customer. So now your number one job right now should be making sure that my existing customers are super happy. And if your team is too lean, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. So look at those vacant positions, folks. So under the strategy accelerator, you advise us to differentiate properly. That sometimes we hear a lot about that, but maybe we're not doing a good job with that. Differentiate properly. Tell me more. Well, and let's talk about why this usually happens. So most businesses, middle market and small, think strategies for the big guys. And actually, it's strategy that got the big guys to become the big players in your industry. Mm -hmm. And and so the, the, the key here is we want to make sure that when we go out in the market, we truly understand not products and services, but needs. And so... Look at right now. I was so glad you asked about this because the, the, the two most important problems I see right now in the market is strategy and human capital management. So mm -hmm. getting back to the strategy thing is, you know, if you go pre-COVID, if you go, you know, prior to all this, there was an illusion of excellence in a lot of companies because they were exceeding their expectations in mm -hmm. growth and profits. But it was an illusion because more than half of those companies were suspect uh, successful despite weak leadership and business models. Right, in and spite of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they rose because the thing about it, if you're a boat and the tide rises, all the boats ride Correct. up with it. And it didn't mean they did anything better than just float on the top of the ocean. So what strategy does, and right now needs have shifted a little bit, we've got to truly understand what are the problems we're going to solve in our industry for those core customers that everyone else is missing. And, mm. and it's just a mix of value. And actually, it gets back to not only what you're going to do for those people, what are you not going to do? It's going to really get you to stand out. And so there's a lot of great companies out there that, you know, think about IKEA. Although I'm not their core customer, they went out and they figured out, listen, we, we, can, we can have our customers build their own furniture. Uh, we can have them pick it up. We can mm -hmm. do a lot of things that were against the grain of the industry. And by making those choices, those different decisions in their competition, they've actually become one of the largest in the industry and most profitable and, and handle a segment that most people were, were missing, which were the college students, the, the people starting out early. They wanted, they didn't need this furniture that was going to last for life. And they made some very specific decisions that have catapulted them in a segment. 
they sure did. <laughs> that worked well, didn't it? So the next one I want to talk about is planning. And planning may be falling by the wayside right now, Howard, because they're worried about tomorrow, next week, next month. Uh, is this a huge mistake? Should we be thinking more about planning? So ironically, I believe that people should be planning more now than they did before. Because if you think about it, your assumptions, first of all, when COVID happened, just got destroyed for a lot of companies in one of two ways, either they're exploding now and they never expected that. And so now what they need to get done is, is, is far different than before. And then mm -hmm. you've got other companies that just got decimated. So, you know, each week now becomes, you know, very different for those companies and thinking about what needs to happen. So if you remember when I first started out, I believe that every business can get to where they want to in an easier way and with more confidence. Planning brings confidence. Too often I talk mm -hmm. to leaders and they're stressed right now. And I'm like, so what are the top three things you must get done right now and it's going to take you out of this? And they can't answer that question. So what they're doing is, is they're just running every day. They wake up and they move as fast as they can. They're working three times harder and they're not getting any traction. Good planning allows you to kind of think through, make some, some key assumptions and then start working on them. And then as you're getting data back, you can start feeding it back and saying, listen, our assumptions were wrong. Our assumptions were right. You're going to double down on some things. You're going to pull back on others. But all of that happens with planning. Think about war. Think about our military. Who plans more than them? And mm. for me, this is war right now. We're at war with the economy. We're at war with the pandemic. And mm -hmm. no way would any of our generals send their troops out to battle without a plan of action. That's a great, great concept. Absolutely. So the fifth accelerator that we're talking about is accountability. I'd like you to talk about um, that you mentioned we should, uh, that everyone should know their numbers. Everyone should know their numbers. And that's under the category of accountability. So, so talk to me more about that. So first of all, most business leaders hide behind, well, we don't have good information systems. Mm. So they'll use that as an excuse not to create the key performance indicators that tell you whether somebody had a good day or a good week. And so what happens when we don't do these things, when we don't make sure that every single person in the company has one or two numbers that they're trying to achieve, it does several things. Number one, it you know, imagine you're an employee and you always finish the week with more work than you started with. How do you know you want? How do you know it was a good week? And, you know, and, and I worked with so many companies where people were working 80 hours and they might have well stayed home because they weren't getting anything done that mattered. And then you had other people that would work in 40 hours would produce tremendous output compared to their peers. And they would actually be looked at negatively. Well, they go home at five o'clock. Well, but they produced two to three times more than everybody else. People yeah. need to know we're producing two to three more, uh, two or three times more than everybody else looks like in their role. And then as a manager, you're just not being a manager if you're not that clear. And by the way, most of the time we fit this on a three by five card of what we expect from somebody. Sure, sure. And man, when they have that level of clarity, 
now you're directing them in a very distinctive way so they can just run as fast as you need them to be to to produce what you need them to produce. Howard, people want to know that. People want to know what the score is. They want to know what they're being held accountable for, don't they? Well, and think about it this way. So my, my analogy I always use is, so I, I've been a basketball coach and uh, I love going to sporting events. And what happens when people are playing the game and there's no score? There, there's nothing they have to achieve. Then the game, the intensity, just it slows down. And then the enthusiasm wanes. And what will happen is, is either people play a lot shorter um, or they don't. They don't really get themselves in it. But when you can see numbers up there, when you can see the score, now you've got something to go after and you've got a quick feedback system mm-hmm. that tells you, you know, whether you, you personally are doing your part for the team to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For instance, I shipped 100% uh, shipments on time with a quality rating of 100%. No, I'm being extreme, of course, but they, they want to know that. So. Uh, my guest is Howard M. Shore. His book that we're talking about, and he's written several others, is The Leader Launchpad, Five Steps to Fuel Your Business and Lift Your Profits. His company is Activate Group Incorporated. That's activategroupincorporated.com. Last thing I want to ask you is, so we went through all this. Um, your company helps business owners um, build or develop an ecosystem so they can, in fact, fuel their business and lift their profits. So here's my question. So how important is the overall thought process of a mindset about their their frame of reference? How important is that? And do you talk about that when you talk to your clients? So it's everything, and it starts with ego. Mm-hmm. So I meet too many leaders that are so certain or feel they are the ones that have to have the answer that they will never even get close to being able to gather all the ideas of the people in their company to find out what they're missing because their egos get in the way. And so, so, so ego is mindset. And so at the end of the day, if I have an employee or I have a group of employees and I, I, I figure, hey, there's no way I think these people can figure it out. Well, what's going to happen? If you automatically assume that, if you come to that conclusion, then you're going to take it over. Mm. (laughs) Right? That's how mindset works. It starts with a belief and then there's action. So if I don't believe in somebody, I'm going to treat them differently than if I do believe in them. If I believe my team is going to rally and take us through all of this, then I will take actions. I will make state. Uh, I will make uh, statements, and I will do the things to foster that environment. Your unconscious mind works in a really strange way. So if so, so these mindsets and and their belief systems don't happen, the wrong things happen. And so right now, think about COVID. Quite a number of people just fell into fear mode, and or and many many too many of you are in preservation mode and you you have stopped playing to win so another mindset that i'm a big fan of is are you getting up every single day and doing it putting it all out on the court putting it all out on the field to do everything possible to play to win or are you acting from fear or preservation and now you stop playing to win and if you do that your butts are going to get kicked in the market 
Yes, that's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, so that's exactly what will happen. Howard, uh, as I said uh, towards the beginning of the show, we can't possibly cover everything in the book, but I'd like to end this by uh, by asking you, is there anything point that we talked about or a new point that you want to drive home to make sure that our, our business audience uh, can listen to your final words? Yes. Yeah, so first, of, first and foremost, I have never met a company after sitting down with them and having them fill out our calculator that there's not at least a million and the bigger the business, the bigger that number gets, but there's at least a million dollars of opportunity sitting right in front of you and you're missing it. This book provides the actionable ideas that every one of you can employ now and use that calculator to identify what will be worth when you implement it. And it also provides the compelling questions that you need to ask right now to help you with those mindsets so you can shift as leaders to generate better results. Wow. So my guest has been Howard M. Shore. His book, again, is The Leader Launchpad, Five Steps to Fuel Your Business and Lift Your Profits. You'll want to get that book right now as soon as you can. To get more information about the uh, his company is activategroupinc.com. Howard Shore, thank you so much for being our guest on the Business Builder Show. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. To listen to all our shows and other great podcasts, go to businessbuildersmedia.com. That's businessbuildersmedia.com. Until next time, I'm Marty Wolf. Thank you for listening to the Business Builders Show on the Business Builders Media Network. Find all our shows and many other great podcasts at businessbuildersmedia.com. That's businessbuildersmedia.com.